There we go. You guys got me now? Hey, what's up, bro? Hey, there we go, man. How you doing, bro? I'm good. There we go. It kept saying it was the recording it ended. I was like, what? So I just went and uh, clicked it over and over. It did a that was new. This is they must have some new new way to the the entry screen or whatever you call it to join is is different now. Oh really? Yeah, I had like I had to type in my name and like all that stuff. But oh well, we're good. We're in. Well, I accidentally so I sent you guys first a link, um, and then I was trying to open up Fantasy, and it like cut out the recording and I was like, oh crap! So that's why I sent another one. Got it. Got it. What's up, Josh? What it do? What's up, bro? Nothing much. Oh man, how's life? How was your? Hey, Jason, how was your interview with Ford today? Uh, it was good. It was good. Um, what kind of things did they ask you? Yeah. So, huh. uh, so I interviewed probably. Three, two and a half weeks ago with Ford and mm-hmm. um, basically what they told me was that since I graduate in December of next year um, that I would qualify Wait, December? I thought you said you graduated in April well so I'm going for my minor just to have something else under my belt and so okay. I mean like it's kind of a weird situation. Like, I could graduate, yes, now. Or, Got it. No, you're cool. But, um, yeah, so anyways, they told me to, that I, I qualify for the internship. And so, basically, if I get the internship, that's also a step into the, like, the, the position as well as, like, a pay raise, in a sense. So, it, most interns get an offer, unless you, like, absolutely suck. Um, so... And if you've interned there before, um, when it comes to like getting a, a full time offer, you actually get a higher wage. So than like nice. just starting out. So um, right now I'm interviewing for the internship, and they're still up in there if that's remote or not. So I mean, either way. What I'm, kind of things would What kind of things would you be doing for? So it's essentially doing what the full-time position is. And so, which is what? Yeah, no, I, I got you. I'm getting there. Um, so no, no, sorry. sorry. I, my bad. No, 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 you're good. Um, tell us faster. Jason. Basically, no, I just, it's one of those things where it's like, I have absolutely no, I like clueless. Like I got no idea what, you know what I mean? So when dealerships, um, technicians don't know how to solve a problem, they email the technical assistance center and get guidance on how to fix certain problems. And so um, there's many different uh, gotcha. So I would be diagnosing issues via email and contacting with uh, just like dealership techs. Um, but that's kind of like a short-term goal. Um, they they want you to move up and what I want to be is a field service engineer, which basically means I'll be over dealerships and making recalls and, uh, you know, just diagnosing like, like newer vehicles that haven't really been tested. I mean, they've been tested, but um, I mean, you see recalls happen all the time, you know, like on newer. Yeah. Vehicles. Yeah. 
So someone has to figure even out. On old, my, even on older vehicles. Yeah. So basically. My Tahoe, my 07 Tahoe just got recalled a few months ago. Yeah. So it's just stuff like that. So it's pretty cool. That's exciting. That's really cool, man. So that so you'd be starting out as basically like an SME, uh, like a subject matter expert right away, like to yeah. where the 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 mechan- the local mechanics would be contacting you when they can't figure their crap out. Yeah, and it, the thing is, is that's cool. Right out of college, it pays like pretty well. It's like fifty-five to sixty-five range. I mean, good, nice, good for you, man. I mean, like that's I know, ex- that's incredible. I know. Yeah. I'm excited. So I I'm really hoping that's incredible. Start. Yeah, that's exciting, man. That's a lot of that money. is really cool. <laughs> Yeah, is dude, that, no, that's uh, super freaking cool. When you do the uh, after, you get, assuming you get the internship and assuming you get full time with them, would you be? Do you get a chance to choose where you are? Like when you're a field engineer, whatever you called it, is that like regional? Uh, you're over a regional group of dealerships. Uh, yeah. So essentially, when you get to that point, um, you kind of give them like an idea of like where you want to be. And if there are openings in those areas, they'll let you know. But um, there's there's so much turnover there with like people moving up and, and moving out to be sure. a service engineer that there's honestly like there's there's so many possibilities of where I could go. So they do take in consideration so, of where yeah. you want to go. So so does, is it one of those things where you could start out in one place and really quickly get to another place? Yeah, like I could, like starting out, hypothetically speaking, depending on how well I do and stuff, like I would, I would probably imagine like the first, maybe like three to five years, and then like moving up you know, into like a bigger position. So that's cool. That's exciting. Yeah. So nice. That is re- that is really cool. And did you tell them that Mrs. Ford messed up by trading Stafford? That was did you made sure to drop no, that right? I didn't. But here's why. You did well. Because, oh man! Because uh, now you're not going to get the job. Well, so I I had an interview set up on the twentieth, but they didn't show up to the to the interview. Oh snap! Really? Yeah. yeah. So, and they didn't communicate well at all. Like I've I've been emailing with no response like all week, and so finally I got a I text message or you know saying like hey like we'll send you a link. <laughs> you should actually catfish, bro. I thought I was, so, and, but no, it actually <laughs> happened. So, oh my gosh, that's too funny. So, so they run their interviews just like the they run the lines. Perfect. All right, this this is this is good to know. <laughs> okay. Well, sweet. Uh, well, I'm just happy to be on with you guys. It's been a while, so yeah, dude. I know, man. Josh, you're you're probably super tired, dude. It's eleven o'clock, so. Yeah, glad bro. glad you can be with us here, brother. Me too. Okay. So you guys got the prompt, right? Or just like a a guideline to go off of. Um Yeah, I haven't yeah. had much time to pre- prepare. No no not lying to you, because I've been uh You're good. I haven't I haven't really I even though I re- wrote it, I haven't really thought about all of the people, but I figure as we as we start talking, I mean you can, Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, for sure. No, I get it. I get it. Okay. Well, I uh, will obviously kind of be the lead in like the directing the show, or just like segues and stuff like that. So, all right. Um, 
All right, so we'll go ahead. We'll pause for like five seconds, and then we'll go into it. Nah, I'm going to eat my last Cheetah Puff. Hold on. <laughs> All right, welcome to another episode of Tudges and Trees. How you boys doing? We got Josh and Kyle here. What's up? How you doing? Man, dude. So it's been a while since we've been on. You know, there's a, a lot has happened in the NFL. Um, our previous episode, you know, we talked about fantasy football and it was the, the season was starting. And, man, dude, I'm just this, – this fantasy football season has been killer money for me. Number one in the league, cough, cough, you know. The crown is on my head. But uh, we'll talk about that later. Um, but uh, what's interesting, though, is, you know, the NFL season, this has been a very interesting, like, first half of the season. Obviously, we're in like week seven, and week eight would be the halfway point. Or, sorry, with the new schedule, it's probably week nine. But, um, anyways, uh, a lot has happened, um, and you know, there's a lot of a lot of teams that we thought were going to be really good that aren't that great, and there's been a lot of surprises. Um, so to start us all off, you know, um, what are you know, what's like some of the biggest surprises that you've seen, whether that's, you know, a player development or a team, you know, good or bad. Um, Kyle, I'll, I'll let you start this one off, man. Kyle, are you there? He just texted saying, did a disconnect question mark. Oh, it says it's he's here. Can Can you hear us at least? It doesn't matter. We got to start over anyway now. Are you there? Hello? No, he... Oh, no, he dropped. He dropped. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> if he rejoins, then I'll just ask, or I'll just let ask the start from here. Yeah, it might be better to start over because uh, we haven't gone that far, and it'd be harder to edit it. Oh, I, I, I don't know. I'm here. I dude, I don't know what the heck just happened. It's all good, man. I, I will say, oh, I was sitting here, and all of a sudden, it just beep, and it clicked, and I was like, uh completely gone all right it's okay we're gonna we'll just restart so my bad guys no it's all good welcome to another episode of tutties and trays we got kyle and what's up what's up glad to be back Technic, we're here technical difficulties are solved <laughs> it's all good man we're just happy that uh that we're all able to get together and, and talk about some sports so um it's been too long it's been too long yeah it has been i mean i mean the last time we talked we were talking about fantasy football and you know the start of the nfl season and we're at the halfway point you know what i'm saying so um but you know a lot has happened this season you know um a lot of teams that we thought were going to be good aren't that great there's a lot of surprising teams that, that have made a lot of good moves and a lot of adjustments in the off season and it's turning around, you know? And so let's just start this off, man. And talk about you know, what's the biggest surprise, you know, so far this 
in, or this far into the season, whether that's a player or a team or whatever. Um, Kyle, we'll start with you, man. What, like, what are your thoughts, man? Man, that's a tough question, right? Because it's you know this has been a, this has been a fascinating season for sure. Uh, just from all, you know, and I, I feel like we probably say this every year, but like this year, it really does feel like all the and there's so many injuries on so many teams that are just there's a few teams that are just decimated, and it's it's been very interesting. I feel like most people will probably say Kansas City's uh, rough year is probably their most surprising. I'm going to be honest. I didn't think they would be great. I didn't see three and four, though, so far. That's the thing I didn't see. Uh, You know, I figured they would probably have two or three losses at this point. but And I even figured that it was possible with how loaded that division is that they missed the playoffs. But this bad – they're really bad. Um, I didn't see that. So I know that's kind of a cop-out to say Kansas City, but I didn't think they would be this bad. But the other thing I'll say is I didn't see this many teams being this good. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's – how many teams only have one loss and the Cardinals have zero? It, it's, there, there's, there's quite a few. I didn't see that. Yeah, no, I, I got you, man. Is there uh I know you talked about the Chiefs. You know, I mean, we did see a little bit in preseason, you know, Patrick Mahomes had a bunch of turnovers and stuff like that. Do you think the problem is with the offense, or is it that teams are figuring out Patrick Mahomes? I don't think it's teams are figuring out Patrick Mahomes. You can't figure out Patrick Mahomes. I think it's, and this is just me, um, I, we saw it last year in the Super Bowl, right? Their defense is terrible. Like, their defense is, like, their defense was bad last year. It's even worse this year. Like, it's, we collectively as the three of us could score on that defense. Mm-hmm. That's how bad it is. And and there was way too much hype going into the season about this revamped offensive line. And when you look at what they did, they didn't, they just tried to put a band-aid on something that needed full bolt stitches. Mm-hmm. And that it just, and, and when you put a band-aid on something that needs stitches, this is the result of what you get. Like you, you, you know, you, you Patrick Mahomes can't play every position, you know, mm-hmm. and, and that's, that's the, that's the problem. No, I, yeah. I got you, man. Josh, uh, what are your thoughts, bro? Whether that, whether you want to add to this or go into your own kind of opinion. Well, I'm definitely, I was definitely, I have definitely been shocked at Kansas City's uh, struggles this season um, because, you know, they, they had issues with their offensive line at the back end of the last season as well, and they, they weren't losing quite at this rate. But um, so besides that, the two things that surprised me the most aren't like that, that astonishing, but I've been surprised at how bad all the rookies have been, quarterbacks. Trevor Lawrence has struggled. It's a booty team. I get it, but still surprised at how bad he's been, as well as how bad like Zach Wilson's been in the Jets. I thought he'd be a little bit better, but it just goes to show just how bad that franchise is as well. Um, mm-hmm. So just like those two top guys, how much they've struggled. Um, and then tying it to fantasy, I actually have been pretty surprised at how dominant um, Derrick Henry's been this season. Um, I expected him to take a step lower just because he's been through so much he's had such a workload for so many seasons that I expected him to not produce as much but he's right now he's the number one fantasy player period 
not just running back. And so um, it's pretty impressive the workload he's had, how many touchdowns he's scoring. He's reminding me of the, the old days when, like, Sean Alexander and then when they scored, they were breaking touchdown records in a regular regular season. So, mm-hmm. like, I almost traded him away because I thought um, – is it Deckler? Decker from uh, the Chargers? Eckler. Um, everyone before the season started hyped him up. I thought he was going to have, you know, a top two, top three fantasy season, which he's doing well. I think he's the number two running back, maybe number three. But I, in one of my other leagues, I was minutes away from executing a trade, trading Derrick Henry for for Eckler. And I'm glad I didn't do it. (laughs) Dang, man. I'm glad you didn't do it. He's King Henry, yeah. bro, for Austin, man. But, uh, no, I, I get what you're saying because, I mean, just to add on to you real quick, I mean, the hype going into the offseason, obviously the addition of Julio Jones, you know, that was a big storyline. So, you naturally, you know, pairing Julio with A.J. Brown, you're thinking, okay, they have an air attack that's going to be unreal. But, I mean, you look at Derrick Henry, homeboy just threw his first touchdown pass ever. You know what I'm saying? Last game. Like, that happened to <laughs> that happened yesterday. It was pretty dope. Like Derrick Henry's getting it done, and homeboy's the king for a reason. So I feel you. I like that. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go just chime in just a little bit. My biggest surprise has been how well the Cincinnati Bengals have been doing. You know, the storyline going into the season, they had two big ones. Obviously, Joe Burrow, his health, longevity. How is he gonna bounce back? He had a pretty kind of I would say gruesome knee injury, but um, he was able to he's, – he's killing it. He's doing awesome. And then the second storyline going into the season was everyone thought in the draft the Cincinnati Bengals needed to protect Joe Burrow and they were going to draft Panay Sewell, you know, the, the, the tackle out of Oregon. But they didn't. They gambled and they got Jamar Chase, and he struggled in the preseason. I mean, he was saying how, man, this NFL ball is hard to catch because there's no white laces like in college, you know, or, you know, around the football. Yeah. Uh, but, dude, Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow have a connection that's special. It dates back to their time at LSU when they won the national championship, and they are money. And so I'm, I'm loving their, their team. They have the number – they have a top ten defense. You know, it's not just one side of the ball. And so – um, I'm just pretty impressed how well the Cincinnati Bengals are doing. And I really hope next year they bust out those white Bengal jerseys, that, the <laughs> concepts. So I really hope it happens. For sure. It goes to show you how good Joe Burrow really is because he was on fire to start last season before he got hurt. Mm-hmm. And the Bengals weren't that good of a team. And so, like, I know it's, you can't just, like, apples apples compare everything, but it, it's interesting to juxtapose his success against how much Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson and some of these other rookie or sophomore quarterbacks are doing mm-hmm. um, compared to Joe Burrow. Like he's just on fire and you're right up to think like you're right. They went for the receiver probably thinking we're not going to, we can always get a lineman later, but uh, a special connection with chemistry that they have there. That's something you can't get every draft. So that was really cool to see how well they're doing. Yeah. Um, yeah, and and you know, and Joe Burrow had just had that it factor coming out of college, right? There's the, it's that that it factor that that we all know. You can't you can't define it, you can't measure it, you can't can't figure out what it is. You just you just got to know when you see it that that's what it is. And you know, the dude orchestrated on one of the best put together 
football teams of all time. So I get it. I get it. But he orchestrated one of the best college football seasons ever. Uh, he made Coach O look like a genius, and he's on the way out the door. Uh, you know, and you know, and then you got the image of him smoking the cigar in the locker room, and oh, he's yeah, just got man. that. He's just got the swag and he's got the it factor. And you just knew that no moment was too big. But when you combine that with how hard he had to work and persevere to get to that moment, Mm -hmm. it shows that he's willing to stop at nothing. And when you combine those two things, this is what you get. This is what you get. And so I loved that the Bengals went wide receiver instead of offensive tackle. And yeah, I get it. it. It put his health at jeopardy a little bit, but you just, when you've got a guy that has such a special connection with that wide receiver and, and a wide receiver that probably would have won the Heisman had he played mm-hmm. over Devonte Smith, in my own honest opinion, you just can't pass that up. No, I, I no, I get that, and I you know I totally agree with you. And this is kind of like a perfect transition because obviously Jamar Chase is probably arguably the best rookie so far. You know, this first half of the season, he is killing it. Um, you know, looking at some of the rookies that you know that we that were drafted, you know, high or low. Um, mm-hmm, what mm-hmm. what are you, what are your opinions on like who like who's the best rookie so far, or or who's one of you know the top ten or the top rookies that that you've noticed that's really made the transition well to the NFL level? Josh, you take this one first. I haven't really super paid attention to the rookies this year. I will say, uh, I mean, the easy answer is just the picture picking off the topic we just talked about, you know, wide receiver for the Bengals, um, Jamar Chase. He's been I would have, I don't have stats memorized, but I would imagine he's the number one rookie receiver right now. Mm-hmm. So, and if, if that's the case, I would imagine he's probably going to be uh, rookie of the year. What, 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 what's the award they do in the NFL? Is it rookie of the year? Uh, I think it's offensive, offensive rookie. Yeah. yeah, I would imagine yeah. unless I'm forgetting yeah. about somebody, I would imagine he's going to be offensive rookie of the year. Um, but I could totally be forgetting about someone. I mean, Najee Harris is he had one or two good games, but he's not dominating like we thought. Um, neither of the quarterbacks are doing what we thought. So, yeah, I'm kind of blanking. I think to me, it's like the obvious pleasant surprise. Yeah, I, 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 I agree. Jamar Chase is, is, you know, the top number one. One player that I will say should get a lot of credit for not only production, but just his versatility is Micah Parsons for the Cowboys. And I'm not trying to be like a, oh, yeah, a little bit biased here, but, um, because I am a Cowboy fan, obviously, but um, the the intensity that he's been able to bring to that Cowboys defense is unreal. I mean, you you look at the Cowboys the first you know three four weeks, you know their whole defensive line just got injured, and so you know they asked him to play DN, and he he can hold his own. You know he's gotten a couple sacks, and he's definitely pressured the quarterbacks a couple times to make some ill-advised throws, and I mean Travion Diggs is definitely capitalized on. Some solid pressure and stuff like that. So uh, I, I love what Michael Parsons is bringing to the Cowboys defense, and I really hope that um, he continues to thrive and produce really well. Yeah, that's a Michael Parsons has been has been incredible so far, uh, and the Cowboys have been one of my, you know, most 
intriguing teams, I'll say. I don't want to get too far off course here, but I, I you know, you guys are big Cowboys fans, and me as the non-Cowboy fan kind of looked at the situation going into the season with one eye open and one eye closed, kind of a hmm type of a, a perspective, right, of like, what's this season going to be, right? It, you know, how how's everything going to come together, right? How How's Dak going to play? How's, you know, McCarthy going to coach? Uh, just some of these interesting pieces. And, 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 and how's, is, you know, is Zeke going to bounce back? And it's all working so far, and kudos to that. Uh, you know, for me, yeah, obviously Jamar Chase has been unbelievable. I'm going to go in a different direction with this. Um, I'm going to go two or three different directions here real quick, and I'll keep it short, I promise. Uh, first one, Mac Jones. Okay. Uh, he's been incredible. Um, and eh. I think Mac for, for what Mac Jones, if you watch Mac Jones play for being a rookie, Mac Jones has been playing incredible. He oh yeah. Good I'll plays. Give him a B, I'll good give him a decisions. I'll give him a B plus. Yeah, I incredible, but incredible is an A plus. A, a B, a B, a B plus. He's played better than any rookie quarterback out oh, there. And he's for also where the, the best Patriots, team out there, though. Give it. You weren't supposed to be a first round pit. Like, like I, I, I give the guy mad props, man. Like, Bill Belichick saw something in this guy enough to say we don't need camp. It's too much. It's too. There's too too much package there. There's the door. Right, Cam wouldn't accept a backup role, so we're just going to throw him into the fire. We're going to see what this guy has. We saw one little glimpse in preseason in a game and in a practice when Cam was out for breaking COVID protocol, um, and that was it. The door swung wide open, and here we go. Uh, another guy that has all you know been disappointing is Zach Wilson. Man, I thought Zach Wilson was going to play pretty good, and he has been absolutely trash he's been garbage uh it was a nice run but it was a nice run you'll you'll never rebound from this ever he's done <laughs> oh i know there's the no way you can rebound jets are it's the qb graveyard isn't that right josh oh yeah he was doomed to begin with i mean i think most of his struggles are mostly mostly on the jets less on him but yeah I'm yeah gonna, it's over Maybe he'll get lucky and, and he'll get a chance. Like, what's his bucket that went to the Panthers? Um, mm-hmm. But even then, he's gonna be—he's gonna have to fight for a, a decent contract after this. He's gonna have to scrape, scrape and I'm sure his talent's good enough. He might be a long-term backup, but it's gonna be—it's gonna be a hard road to become a solid starter. I will say, in his defense, I, I, do I agree with you, Josh? Yes, but in his defense. Peyton Manning had one of the worst rookie seasons ever. I mean, he still holds the record for most interceptions by a rookie quarterback, and he was able to bounce back. Now, I'm not saying the Jets are at that point where they could make that turn, but I don't think you, can, you should rule Zach Wilson off just yet. I think we're most – And that is true. That's a, that's a good point. The, it's, the Jets, it's comparing the Jets and their ownership versus the Colts and their ownership. Like I said, um, just don't rule so yeah. him off quite yet. But well, that's why I'm ruling him. Kind of ruling him out like Kyle is because I I don't believe in the Jets at all. So like, if he can get out, well, great. But exactly, they did. Well, they did crush the draft. They did. They did crush the draft. So if they can crush the next couple drafts, maybe they can turn things around. But history is not on their side. 
For sure. You know, my, my problem other than other than Zach Wilson just being on the Jets is, you know, and I only I, I preface this with I only vaguely remember uh Peyton Manning's rookie season. Obviously I watched it, but you know, it was a long time ago. But I feel like when you when I try to think back at all at that season and I try to compare it to Zach Wilson's, like Zach Wilson's just making terrible decisions with the football. Right. And that's one of the things that people have to be wary of with the NFL and quarterbacks and interceptions is they associate interceptions with the quarterback playing bad. And a lot of the times it's the receivers not running the right route. It's it's so many factors outside of the quarterback's control, but the quarterback gets blamed for it. And that's okay. But when you watch Zach Wilson this year, man, he's just making terrible decisions with the football. And that's. I don't know if, you know, once you, once you start getting, you know, gun shy with the football and making terrible decisions and you start seeing ghosts and now you get injured because of that, I just, there's not really many people I can think of that bounce back from that. Once you see the ghost, the ghosts are there. Yeah. My, I don't, I don't think he's super far gone though. I think a lot of it, like when you're in a terrible situation like that, I think as a quarterback, you just want to try to find a way to win. So some of these are bad, I think, bad choices, but some of them are just like he's scrambling for dear life and he's just like, I got to check it up and make something happen. No, otherwise, we're going three and out every, every series. And so maybe the Jets should call Brett Favre again. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you could do pretty decent. <laughs> uh, well, let me ask you guys this. So kind of bouncing away from the Jets real quick. Um, there was a, there was a defense that was awful last year. Gosh, awful. And that was the Dallas Cowboys. But all of a sudden they make a coaching change and they specifically draft pretty much straight up defensive players. It was all defense. It was all defense. Yeah. Well, all I know is that Trivia Diggs is having the career or sorry, the season of his career. And Homeboy has, was it seven interceptions in six games? I mean, he's had to pick every single game. Um, do you think the Cowboys defense, as well as the play of Trivion Diggs, is a coaching um, fix or is it just a player fix? Just Now it's just a click. They've, they're all clicking now. I don't know. What do you guys think? As a non-Cowboys fan, it's a, the easy answer is it's a little bit of both, but this is what happens when you hire somebody that's competent on defense. You look back at who the Cowboys have had as defensive coordinators going back to 2012-2013. They're not really yeah. very good. Very good. Yeah, the, Dan Quinn, Dan Quinn's had, legit. Yeah, I think the best one we had prior to Dan Quinn is probably Wade Phillips, and then they just moved him to a head coach, and then they kind of – sometimes when you're a head yep. coach, you can't can't specialize like you want to so yeah yep exactly as a Cowboys fan, this is what jerry does saying yeah well all i know is go ahead that, sorry i didn't mean to cut you off all i know is those co- those qbs are seeing ghosts because trevion's picking them off every single game you know what i'm saying you know what i'm saying so yeah i mean there's this thing like you, you see it's weird it's kind of cool to see like with football like Turnovers when you have the right coaching and the right like you like preach the right things and they they teach the right things, like turnovers can become contagious and so like they can just pile up and so like every year there seems to be like one team that just all of a sudden is just getting turnovers and I don't think there's a a direct reason why 
but something clicked with the coaching and, and the people in the right place at the right time. Um, and so it's fun to see, but it's, it's, yeah. So I think it's coaching player schemes, putting them in the right spot. I do think some of it's luck. Uh, I don't think Diggs is as good as seven interceptions in six games. Good. But uh, I mean, he's, I'm glad he's having it that season and I'm glad it's with the Cowboys. So let it keep happening. All right. Before we move on, final question. Will he get a pick versus the Vikings this next week? Sunday night football. Is it, can we speak it into existence or is it not going to happen? need to know right now. Uh, gambler's fallacy would say because he's done it every time, he's not going to do it this time. But I'm just going to say he's going to do it this time. So let's, let's keep it rolling. Okay. Kirk Cousins is too good with the football. No way. <laughs> oh yeah. Tell that tell that to all of my uh Washington football fans out here in, in DC. <laughs> they all hate him. Hey, hey, go look at the stats, man. The the dude the the dude has an incredible completion percentage. After the game is well out of hand and he has to throw. Yeah. Well, and they well, run the football the rest. That just means we're talking interceptions here. That's all. <laughs> All you gotta say is, doing it too. All you gotta say is you like that because that was his signature man when he got that comeback. That's win. right. You like that. You like that. that. So, uh, anyways, uh, let's let's shift gears here, okay? Let's let's talk about a little fantasy football. Um, Kyle, man, how, so how do you feel like the season's going? Did you did you expect to be the number two brother in the league, or did you expect to be number one? I mean, I expected to probably be number two, to be quite honest. I'm very content with where I'm at. Keep in mind, I haven't played fantasy football in like four or five years. It's like, you know, you just got to – but but it's like riding a bike. You just dust off the, you know, dust off the trophies and, uh, you know, get back on the bike and start pedaling, um, you know. the So, yeah, I'm right where I expected to be. You know, what I happened to expect it was just how bad Josh's team has been. I mean, it's really oh, pathetic. Great. Define, I, mean, I mean, you just walked into that one. So define how bad my team is. By what metric are you talking about? Are you talking about points scored, like how many points for? Because I've actually scored, I think, more than you this season. And so you're only ahead of me in the rankings because of the roll of the dice on the schedule. I'm just saying, when they when they hand out the Super Bowl trophy at the end, they don't say, oh, but the team that didn't make the playoffs should get a trophy too because they scored more points. No, they just say, <laughs> yeah, nice job. You went, you went, you went. You went twelve and four. Congratulations! Yeah, I mean, that's... I mean, I'm just, I'm just looking at it right here. I'm just looking at it right here. If the, uh, just, I might be wrong here, but you know, if the season ended today, you would officially be in eighth place, right? Or is that wrong? Yeah, that's absolutely right. But that's why we, uh, that's why okay. we play the game. Just making sure. That's why I'm, I'm just making game. sure that we all understand that you would be not even out of the playoffs. Like you wouldn't even be close to in the playoffs. Oh, I know. Like, if you if, see if this was actually like, but he's scoring more points. Skill based, supposedly. skill based. Like if people were actually <laughs> performing, like you just this is it's just gambling. You got lucky. I got lucky. Jason got lucky. So you can't really put your hat on that type of logic when it was fantasy. This is like you playing. That's different. Oh man. Anyways, well, I just wanted to have that fun little jab. Um, but talking about fantasy real quick, you know, obviously we, we actually drafted, uh, was it four, five, and six? We were right kind of like actually right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yep. Looking at, if you were to pick a player 
I mean, obviously drafting, you know, is, is hard and people pick, you know, players, you know, who they want. But if you could pick one player that you wish that you had in your team, who would it be? Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry, Josh. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say I'm going to go a different direction. I got lucky. I was sit. There was two or three players that I was prepared to take had they been there for me, and they weren't. Um, and so I'm actually pretty thankful. I was going to take Julio Jones, the one pick right after Josh took him. So, Josh, thank you. Thank <laughs> you. I don't have to deal with that this year. So, uh, score for the big guy. Uh, and so I was saying not to so Alvin Kamara. So, you're saying luck has played a role in your team being what it is? Okay. Oh, of course. There's been some luck for sure. I mean, oh, like okay. when you get into the deeper picks, I'm just saying, sure. of course. Just, okay. And, okay. And I was not going to take Alvin Kamara at four. I was going to take any of the one, two, or three running backs, but I got lucky. I got lucky. So I'll take it. Awesome. I, I know for me, um, you know, I, I didn't think Cooper Cup was going to have this great of a year. I mean, he's the number one receiver right now in fantasy. And I knew Matt Stafford probably was going to be pretty good with L.A. Um, is he really the number one receiver? Yeah, dude. Cooper Cup is the number one receiver. He is killing it, man. Like, Matthew Stafford, that is his go-to gar- like target, man. I know the first couple of games, I didn't think that was consistent. That's pretty it, sweet. Yeah. And so uh, he's having one heck of a career. And all I know is, man, I wish I had him. Because my receivers are iffy. I mean, they're solid, but they're not, like, dominant. You know what I'm saying? So, um Definitely Cooper Cup was a was a solid pick in probably the second to third round or even fourth, depending on where he was. I, I don't remember where his pre-draft rankings were, but uh, he, you, he's definitely a steal of the draft, in my opinion. But uh, what about you, Josh? I, I, I know you said Derek Henry, but if you had to pick someone else, who would it be? Um, let me look at one of my teams really quick. I would say... My teams have been booty, dude. So I don't know. Actually, <laughs> Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford, because like you, I got him late in I think two of my leagues. So he was like one of the last picks I had, and he's been one of the. Top, I think he's been like top five fantasy quarterback. Yeah, no, for real. So yeah. for the I... for the uh, value that he's given at the draft position, I'd say. Um, yeah, I wish I had completely passed on every quarterback and just had him mm-hmm. as my last pick. So probably kind of been disappointed. Yeah, with like uh, it's been up and down with um, oh Jackson from Baltimore. I had that one game like two weeks ago where he went off in the last like quarter of the game. But other than that, like he's been a good quarterback, but not like like years past where he's mm-hmm. just been the number <laughs> one fantasy quarterback. No, I I feel you. I think the marriage between. Sean McVay's offense and Matt Stafford has gone well so beautifully that um, they they could easily be a Super Bowl contender. I mean, they their defense has the potential to be lights out awesome, and their offense as well. So um, I think, yeah, Matthew Stafford for his value at that late is definitely a gem for sure. So um, other than that um, – Guys, okay, Kyle, we, before we end, because we're going to forego our last segment, I, I got to ask you this question, man, because it involves fantasy football, and Josh knows exactly what I'm about to talk, ask you. You know, I, I'm willing to wager the bet of a lifetime, Kyle, 
and that is that obviously you're a diehard Kentucky men's basketball fan, you know, college fan, and I'm a huge Duke fan, and they play week one. So for our audience out there, I just want you guys to know that I have offered Kyle this bet that I will guarantee that Duke wins this game. And if for some reason, by a miracle, Kentucky loses, I am willing to wager that Kyle has full control over setting my lineup for that week. I believe it's in a week and a half, two weeks. So he can set – is it week nine? So in two weeks? Yeah, so he he has full control over setting my lineup and vice versa. You know, so if Duke wins, then I have control over his lineup. So Kyle, straight up bet. Duke's ranked number nine. Kentucky's number ten. What, what are you, you going to do, Kyle? Are you going to accept the bet, or are you not going to accept the bet? I need to know. Our fans want to know. <laughs> well, I'm. I'm tell you what. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Oh, now here's why. Now here's why. Here's why. Here's why. Here's why. College basketball, man. College basketball is overrated. So I haven't watched oh. call. I haven't watched college basketball in like two years. So we were talking about the bet, and I went online just to do a little digging on Kentucky. I was like, oh man, they're ranked nine. All right, let's take a look at what they're. Let's take a look at their roster. They have literally zero recruits this year. They've got everybody from transfers. Uh, so no. No, I'm out. I'm out. I don't want to touch Kentucky with a 10-foot pole this year. Um, that's really bad. So, not a chance. Okay. All right. Good to know. Good to know. Okay. Sorry, uh, sorry, World Kyle did not want to make the bet. It would have been doesn't believe a magical. But now, magical but you know what? Now you know how I feel, Jason. Now you know how I feel. How many bets have I tried to make with you that you've said no to? So, I'm just uh, saying. There wasn't that clear dialogue and – but we'll, that's another story. <laughs> so I'm just glad that Kyle acknowledges that Kentucky is not as good as Duke. Yes, that that's the that's the key point of this the, his whole conversation that or his point that he just gave is that <laughs> Duke is better than Kentucky. That's all we need to hear, Josh. Yep. <laughs> awesome. Well, hey, thank you guys for coming. Um, glad to be able to dish out another fire episode. Um, stay tuned guys uh, all you listeners out there we got another episode coming out soon as we dive into the NBA um, and as well as the top 75 ranked players by the NBA so thank you guys for coming on thank you